Hello, faithful listeners. Once again, this is the Going Commando with the 80s Kids podcast. I am Carthy. I have Ben Davis beside me, as Hello. always. And I want to say happy October to everybody right here and right now. Um, we're doing this one especially today. We literally talked about this. We need to acknowledge how awesome October is. We're both massive, massive Halloween fans. We love spooky movies. We love horror movies. If you hadn't figured out by the older podcast material. And so today's episode is about the undescribable, impeccable man of your dreams. <laughs> Mr. Freddy Krueger and the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. So uh, both Ben and I love these type of movies. Um, it does seem like a lot of folks, like, honestly have, like, they're diehard, like, protective of their favorite bad guy, right? Yeah, very, um, very much so. I, I know people that would fight you on who would win between Jason and, and uh, Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. like, I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't understand. These are fictional characters. They're both unkillable. Wouldn't they just keep resurrecting <laughs> themselves and coming after the other one? Like, really? Um, Infinite respawn. Well, we did get lucky in the fact that, uh, and this will be much later in the podcast, uh, we did get lucky in the fact that Jason and Freddy went at it. They did. At least in a movie. Um, and there are two different endings. There are two different endings. Um, so now, granted, me as the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street fan, I love the original one, but everybody else as the Jason fan loves the second one. It, yeah, whatever. It. They knew what they were doing when they recorded yes. both of them to keep the... I'm going to call them the basement dwellers mm -hmm. from actually um, getting too uh, mad about everything, right? <laughs> so this episode, we're going to go in and we're going to talk about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Um, man, uh, number one, actors uh, that have been doing a lot of stuff uh, in the future. Uh, you don't realize that maybe some of them popped up in some of these movies. Yeah, there are a few of those. Uh, not a ton, but especially number one. Yeah, number We'll get one. to that in a second. Um, and um, I will put this out here. Ben Davis and I have varying opinions on how cool each one is. Yeah, um, but we also have the same type of opinions about which Freddy... Jason, Michael Meyer movies. You know, some Probably like sometimes so. All of these, yes. you dig all of the above. You dig a movie and you're like, I kind of like this campiness. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I didn't care for it. However, both of us, given a beer and two hours, would sit down and just absolutely enjoy watching any of them if you gave us two <laughs> hours for free, right? Yeah. So we're not going to be picky about that. Now, uh, we might have questions that we might Mystery Science Theater 3000 them if they get too bad. You might get a chance to see some of this. Yes, which you might actually. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, some of these movies get rough after a certain number. Um, but that's just foreshadowing. <laughs> so anyway, happy October to everybody. Um, and as I said, it's October 1st, and we are bringing you content because we love this month. So, Ben Davis, this being his favorite time of the year as well as mine, he's going to bring us in, talk a little bit about the movies, and then I'm going to react, and then uh, you guys get to listen to us yammer on for the next, like, 90 minutes or so about the man of your dreams. Oh, the man of your dreams. Freddy Krueger. Yes, welcome to our October Palooza. October Palooza, I love that. That's excellent. Yes, sir. Yeah, Oktoberfest. Yeah, Oktoberfest. Uh, well, I think that one might be taken. <laughs> I think they're probably all taken, actually. Yes. It's like that joke that uh, Rick Dugerman said. 
you know, I don't, I'm not going to regulate guns. I'm going to regulate bullets, and I'll have the National Bullet Alliance. Oh, I guess I can't take that acronym. Yep. <laughs> yep, very much. We are doing uh, a horror franchise week this Hell month. Yes. And this week we're doing a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Everybody and go if, back uh, and, and look up the song by right. uh, the Fat Boys and by Fresh Prince. Oh, and if you also, if you guys want to check calendars, there is a Friday the 13th in October. And if you think about it, you might kind of guess what we're going to be doing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, keep an eye on social media because there's something special coming out tomorrow. Yes, we do. I'm so excited about it. Yep. So we're going to start this one off with... Uh, the original. original. Uh, we're going to start off with the original. Let's do it the original way. Yar. From 1984 is when this comes out. It comes out later than all of the others. Yes, it did. And this is the last yeah. one of the like the grand. Uh, all the other ones were established. The, four, the main the, the, the four. The main four. What yeah, we yeah, call the, the main one. four. Yeah. And even uh, at that point, there was a main three. And yeah. he kind of usurped number three, if we're being honest. Mm. So if, you, if you're a casual uh, horror fan, I would say that's probably the main three. Yeah. If you're a true horror fan, you really have to include the fourth one, which we're going to yeah, you know, eventually go into this month. Yeah. However, um, yes, it's not just Halloween, Michael. Uh, Friday the 13th, Jason, Nightmare on But if you don't include Leatherface, you're missing a massive chunk of um, Texas horror that was so good back in the day. Our younger friends are like, wait, I thought you were talking about Ghostface. Oh, not Ghostface Killer or the guy from Scream. Those are equally kind of cool movies. Um, They could have been made probably back in the 80s, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, However... The Scream movies are even a little bit too campy um, because they left out some of the gore. Like, mm. you know, uh, well, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revise but that. But at the point, the Texas Scream Chainsaw out, Massacre never wavered. They were always gory. Mm. Um, Michael tried to stay gory. Yeah. Uh, at least as far as I can remember. Now, yeah. uh, Jason hit a point. He did. Um, where I feel like he was chasing Freddy because Freddy was so popular. Freddy had his own TV show. Um, they did. A lot of kids had that little plastic glove. They did That's glove. not going to fly today whatsoever. Like <laughs> little kids running around with scissor gloves. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, that was a product of our childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when this series, which we're going to talk about, went kind of campy, be real, I got to get the most shock and awe out of you versus uh-huh. just doing the horror thing. Um, so the original two differentiated themselves and the fact that they stayed true to their roots. Um, yeah, these two, goodness gracious, they they take a major bow out, right? Um, in terms of I'm trying to sell tickets, I'm trying to get buzz words uh, and publicity. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, goodness, man, the other two kind of veered off. So, again, in that same statement, um, yeah, you have to include all four in the majors. But you also have to realize that uh, there are different types of horror fans out there, right? Um, You are a massive fan of Rob Zombie's films. Yes, very much. I hate them with a passion. You do. um, do. Because I feel like they're gory for gory's sake. However... You see some humor and some other things that I don't see, like my brother does, mm-hmm. and y'all love them. And I, I can't. So you never disparage another 
horror person, like, oh, no, that sucks. No, whatever kind of does it for you is what does it for you. Um, Rob Zombie is one that did another Halloween movie. He did. And uh, he stayed true pretty much to the roots in terms of trying to keep it serious, not campy. Yeah. Um, the Devil's Rejects movies are not campy. Good gosh. No, there's no camp in um, that at all. Yeah, you better... You there's better, not even any real camping. No, you better strap that. in if you're going to see those movies. That's one thing I will give them. Once they start, boy, do they... Ugh, they put you through some stuff emotionally. <laughs> um, so I understand why people like them. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, however, when I started to enjoy the camp... That definitely took That's me what down. what you told me to do. I know. Um, and I still think it's important in terms of going back, like, for our purposes, right? Yeah. Talking about something on a podcast um, and, and re-watching them because some of them do not age well, right? He said, strap in, enjoy the camp. I'm like, I can't. This is ridiculous. It, it does. Uh, he is. It's, it's, he, it almost gets to that I don't want to ruin point. some of these that we're going to go through. It, he is... He's like a drunk uncle. He is. Oh wow, that is such a fantastic way. He's he's like a killer drunk uncle. Yeah, it's like you're at, at Thanksgiving, and then it's like, oh, Uncle Freddy's at it again. And Dad, will you go shut up, Uncle Freddy? Honestly, and then your dad comes in, who's semi drunk already. Right. He's like, Freddy, shut the fuck up. And, and shut, shut, shut. No one gives a fuck about your damn scissor glove. Well, sit down before I have to whip your ass again. And, and honey, honey, honey. <laughs> Your brother is at it again. I'm going to whip his ass like your, I did at our wedding if you don't shut him up. Your brother is drunk. Get him out of the studio. And that's how it goes. He, um, that's what he's like. And, 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 and any movie after four, that's how he becomes. And I'm I'm like sitting here like, and then you're like, strap in and brace the camp. And I'm like, camp? This, well, is, uh, this is a okay. bit much. Because of the thematic part of it, right? <laughs> Um, where we get to Dream Warriors or Jason going into space or Manhattan or you have to know. Space was a bit much. You have to know at this point. uh, You know, it's like we talked about and we started laughing about so much like, okay, they have jumped the shark, right? Well, we got this mission to Mars. Who do we need? Well, we need the best human there is. Let's get Jason. (laughs) Hey, look, they had the military track him down. They did. The one movie, so they're like... (laughs) We're going to make him stronger, faster. So it's going to be, you know, he'll be the $6 million Jason or whatever it is. Um, Yeah, but so, yes, these movies uh, definitely uh, get campier, try to play to a very specific type of horror movie fan, right? right, Because the first one I did not see as campy. They did a, I mean, it's. um, It scared the piss out of me when I was younger. I don't remember watching it as I was young. I probably saw. I know I've seen parts of it. Oh as a yeah, kid. I remember. Everybody remembers the cover of the video store. Oh yes, it's an um, amazing cover. It is what back when they actually movie uh, like posters and yes. movie covers did not look all the exact yeah. damn same. It was awesome. Um, that it was, it was an the bathtub. It was that claw. Oh, that claw. But oh. it didn't even look like Nancy. Really, we, we saw Nancy. We saw Nancy at Hard. We did. So um, yeah, uh, she's looking still good. Yeah. Um, the thing about <clears> it. <throat> Go ahead and spit it out, Ben Davis. You know you it need to. scared my dog. This was some years ago. We just saw the memory not long ago. That's right. We sure we did. did. That is so funny. Yes, and we did. 
<laughs> it has a great soundtrack, and I don't mean like songs. I mean like they did a great job with like the sound, like, um, like a John Williams film. Like, well, they yes. did a great job with the uh, sound. I think they are eerie. They are spooky. Well, Halloween are has a theme to it. Yes. Uh, uh, Jason has an iconic sound to it. Mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street has that one piano riff, sort of mm-hmm. like uh, Halloween. That's, you know, everybody used, you know, everybody knew how to play it back in the day. Oh, I'm going to be spooky. I'm gonna, I only know how to play one thing on a piano. I'm going to play Halloween or whatever it is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, yes, the music back then was much different. And I would say as the movies get campier, you notice the music gets more awful. Yeah, it changes a lot. It changes a lot. So that's a, that's a really brilliant point because I didn't think about that until this exact moment. But as I'm going through the movies in my head, I'm like, wait a minute. <clears throat> that is uh that's a fantastic point um because the music in the first one could like ear- eerie you out like mm-hmm. kind of like oh yes, you know the music was mm-hmm. and then by the dream warriors let's say <clears throat> you're having more rock and roll in the background it and docking yeah um now, our buddy from Pathtown loves that Dawkins was in it, but uh, yeah. I actually enjoyed the music in that one, the real music, you know, like, like sure, that yeah. one you'd buy, like, you know, Camelot music. Back An in actual the day. soundtrack yeah. versus. Oh, look, yeah. it's got Dawkins on it. It's got these two songs. Rocking yes. with Dawkins. What's up? Oh, let me go get some more hairspray from mine, a teaser from my hair. Good gosh almighty, yes. So, um, but uh, this one had a good plot. I enjoyed the plot. I actually enjoyed this movie. I just didn't find it scary as an adult. No part of me ever was like, yeah, this could happen. Um, and it's all because of the fact that Freddy is a dream guy. Yeah, no, I have this to give happen- you that. When they bring him to the real world, I enjoy that a lot. Big difference in the scariness. So, like, uh, with a letter face. Yeah. Oh, God. You that, don't want mm, that. That makes you not want to go into a haunted house, right? That because makes you of not the, want to go to Texas. Uh, the trapped nature, that yes. feeling, you know what I'm saying? So that's where haunted houses play on that fear. So that makes you just not want to go to the South. Yeah, and that's why everybody has a chainsaw without the damn chain on it. It you makes know I mean? me glad I didn't live in the 70s, too. Uh, oh, good gosh almighty, yes. Um, really, another great point. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely uh, back then. I watched now, granted, that. And you, I'm we're like, not as connected. No, I don't want to ruin but these at things the same, I'm going to say. Yeah, I was going to say, but at the same time, though, there was no calling for help in the nope. 70s. There was no, no such thing as pull your cell phone out and <laughs> hit the emergency not. beacon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Drop me a pen. No, you just die. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Game and, over. And then, uh, Game yeah, over, man. Game then the over. next movie is someone looking for your body. <laughs> like That's the whole concept of a lot of horror movies. Is <laughs> this happened in the first one. Now someone notices you're missing. Yeah. So now we have reason well, to have part carried two. Over even, like, remember Jeepers Creepers? Yes. That was like, when, like right when we probably would have been like right before it came out, right before we were in respiratory school. Uh, yes. And so cell phones were like around, but they were like heavy like weapons. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that, <laughs> it was a joke. Uh, again, Rick Dugaman, you know, if you take all the bullets away, this is a 357 Magnum, the heaviest handgun done to man. I will hit you in the skull with it. Uh, you didn't tell me when we talked about comedians that he was the guy in the burbs. Yes, I had uh, temporarily forgotten. I'm going to be yes. 100% honest with you. Um, because he had such a weird career yeah. path. Like, he was so popular. Again, he had an HBO special. And then he was like a secondary guy in everything. He, he was, was never famous. He was Tom he was, Hanks's right-hand man. Yeah, I mean, dude was 
yeah. He had a prolific career. And Carrie it's Fisher's just worst the, neighbor ever. The same time, you've never heard of him. Exactly. It's a weird, he is a weird conundrum when it comes to uh, Hollywood. So, yeah, it was a good movie. No, it was. Good so, scary horror movie type thing. Yes. The Burbs. The Burbs. Go watch it. I remember. That was a great movie, yeah. actually. You're right. Um, and I, wow. The Feldman's in it. I mean, it's good. Yes. I now remember Dukeman's role in it. Yeah. So, um, talking about the original Nightmare on Elm Street, um, number one, you have to point out the fact that Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. 1920, 21? Oh, couldn't yeah. be much older, no, right? 1984, so he's a youngin'. Youngin. I think this was pre-Jump uh, um, Street. It is. I want to say he's... See, my mom was born in 60, and I think he's... Like born in 60, 61, 62 area. It's roughly the same age, yeah, right? So he's close to my mom's age. In this. So that would have, yeah, I mean, he would have had to have been pretty damn young, right? The yeah. Early 20s. So I was pretty, my mom was young when I was born. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, um, seeing him is a little bit of a throwback, right? Yeah. Because he doesn't act anything like he does now. Oh, Lord, no. Um, he's like the... The pinnacle of teenageness in this movie. Yes, he is. Um, like, the, wow. the lackadaisical attitude. It was, uh, oh, yeah. He's but yeah, a, knows what he's doing. Brilliant, that brilliant actor, even to pull yeah. that off back then. Um, so it's cool to see him. Nancy, uh, the actress, is in several of the films. So, again, on hindsight, going back and seeing her. Um, especially with that weird white streak. That's weird. Yeah, Nancy. Um, the dad is famous. Her dad. Yeah, has he been, was. Uh, Lieutenant... Lieutenant uh, Don. He had been in a bunch of movies at that point, so you recognize him, and he's played a cop or a soldier in some Almost place. Lieutenant Dan, but not. Oh, yeah. Don. You ain't got no legs. Um, and then, <laughs> um, and so uh, basically the whole plot revolves around, and you find this out through watching it, that there was a sex offender at the high school. Something bad happened. Uh, whether he was proven guilty or not, they basically led you to believe that he was not proven guilty. He got guilty. off on a technicality, I believe it was. Oh, you know what? You're 100% right. I'd totally forgotten that. I thought there was some chance that he wasn't guilty. And no, I've just watched these films. So yeah, I fair can't. enough. So he got off on a technicality. The uh, townsfolk take it into their own hands, and he was uh, the janitor Nothing at the high like school. a good mob. You need a and, good mob. And the good mob. mob came in and threw him in the furnace. They, they, like, they, good they, gosh almighty. Mm -hmm. Like, I am so glad I didn't live in the 70s because if <laughs> vigilantes could just come pick you up and throw you in a furnace, I'm telling you, that's that not rough. That was rough times. I thought it was all about smoking weed and be a lot cooler if you did, man. <laughs> no, it's, right, I'm right, sorry. Right. You don't fit in the moon tower, into dude. the furnace with you. Like, I mean, exactly. seriously. Like, well, that, no, that was the kids. These are the parents. Yeah, the parents threw them into. Yeah, the, the parents were rough. About, I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. And so. These aren't boomers. These were the people who fought World War II. Yeah, right. They're badass. Yes, honestly. People they will kill Germans. They will way, with their bare hands. way more badass than we will so ever be. So they're like, fuck this child offender. We're going to kill his Yeah, ass. grab the pitchforks and the torches we're, right. we're we're going, going we're going straight we're storming the castle yeah we're straight storming the castle yeah um and so um yeah and from there you know he face. takes the this guy's like as bad as cock face oh and, oh yeah he is almost as bad as cock face you're 100 right he's but we're gonna make him I'm, we're gonna call him ball sack though because <laughs> the way his face looks with all the wrinkles he's ball sack um you know, he was uh, Deadpool before Deadpool became popular. <laughs> That's I mean, right. He's, you know, so we're going to call him Ballsack. So Ballsack decides that uh, he needs to take out revenge 
oddly enough, not on the parents. No, that is the weirdest thing. The too. people that actually threw him in the yeah. furnace. He decides, I'm going to take all your children. The children, yeah, he found very attractive before. I guess, you know, maybe maybe that's the whole thing. Is he's like, I never oh, thought of that before. But You yeah. know, you're too old for me to kill. I need a youngin, right? <laughs> I, mean, I need some fresh meat. <laughs> uh, seriously. I think he was an impressive man. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do. <laughs> like you work at Subway, fresh meat. <laughs> like, fresh fish. Like he's in, like. You know, dream prison. <laughs> fish, fish, fish. Don't worry, guys. I've, I've got that one. I've got this one. Don't worry. This is fun. I'm going to stretch my arms out and scare the piss out of them. Um, but yeah, like I remember the opening scene with the long arms. Yeah. Campy now, terrifying back then. Yeah. Like camp city now. Like, oh my God, look at his arms. They're huge and they really don't look that great. At the time, it was like the screeching noise, yes, you know, right? Yes. And then seeing her pushed onto the ceiling and then the razor blades yep, coming out, yep. that was pretty chawsome. The um, amount of blood. The amount of blood was fantastic. So within the first one, they did, um, which was very popular back then, teen angst along with the syrup. Hey, stop. stop. I wonder how much stop. corn syrup they used in the 80s. Um, gallons. That's why they all have diabetes. Yeah. Um, because they were bathing in uh, high fructose corn syrup with red dye in it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, th- that opened the movie up to be pretty damn cool, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, the concept of being with your buddy, your girlfriend, etc., and you not being able to that fall was asleep. dying. Right. Yeah, and then everybody thought Rod did it. Every, and honestly, I thought Rod did it most of the time of the movie, even though I saw Freddie do it. I'm yeah. just like, that fucker did it right there. Yeah, um, he was a meathead. Um, yeah, that was one of the weird things. A lot of times you will have some sympathy for some of these folks in these horror movies, but at some point you started rooting for the bad guy. Like, you're mm. like, I hope he kills her. <laughs> I mean, like, you're not showing me any redeeming qualities in these individuals that I'm supposed to care about. They do that in all of these movies. They make you dislike everyone except for the main heroine, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Or the, the main dude or the main gal, yeah. right? And it's usually because they're not the ones having sex or doing yeah. drugs. They're being left What's out. What's deal with all these Freddy movies? They all have a main heroine. Mm-hmm. It's the, the one thing about the Friday the 13th movies was it was oftentimes a mixed bag between a gal and a guy. You never knew who was going to make it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, was it who who directed Wes Craven? Yeah. Um, maybe he just had a thing for heroines. Perhaps. Um, I mean, if you look at any uh, Tarantino film there, where there's more than one sex in the film, yeah. the gal always wins. Mm. Um, but at the same time, when it's his male protagonists they are severely flawed like every last one of them so i think there's like a yeah. you know a theme going with his films so I, I, maybe it's like a thematic thing i'm not really sure however um yes uh it does seem like they're at least within the you know friday the th- not friday 13th uh, nightmare on Elm street genre mm-hmm. it is almost always a heroine yeah um, and most of the dudes that are strong and or capable end up dying in pretty ridiculous scenarios. <laughs> I like how they end up finishing the film. I mean, you know, it, it's pretty much thematic. You know, how it goes. <sighs> That's where you hear the piano boast, you know, the weird piano yeah. thing, and then they're driving off of the bus. And... Well, actually, I prefer how they were able to 
pull him into the real world to defeat him in this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, don't yeah. see that in most of the other ones, which we're going to talk about here. But Only... that's how they do this, and that actually makes me like the first one because it gives you a – you're like, oh, okay, so therefore I, I kind of get it. Cause when Tangible, all the, like yeah, bad guy? A little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah makes him a little that. bit more real. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Because um, I was going to say, the thing about Jason is uh, he can get you anywhere. Yeah. So you're like if you're out on a, a lake in the middle of the night back in the eighties, your head's on a swivel. Yep. Like you're waiting for him to be carrying that machete, right? Yeah. Um I mean, anytime I'm just gonna take me some hypnocell to get rid of these dreams, man. Right. And the thing is with him, I, I kinda get what you're saying. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Uh I get what you're saying because yeah, you have to be asleep. It's almost like these people didn't think to to try some drugs. I think they did. And somehow they were still able to sleep or dream. Yeah. And so the drugs just made it impossible for them to wake up. I think that happened like sometime. Did they not try like Remember cool when drugs? she went into, what movie? Was it the second or third one where she went into the hospital? Yeah, it had to be the Dream Warriors. It's third. We're going to talk about We're never going to talk about Freddy's Revenge. Though. Oh, the second one, which yeah. is awesome. Which too. is awesome because you talked about they went off on the bus. Right. Who was on that bus? Was Nancy on that bus? Yes. Okay. Well, which, that, that's my, my big problem here because two starts off with that same bus nancy is not on it oh wow the guy who is the star of number two is on it and his name is jesse was he supposed to be the replacement for what's his name no he died never mind so depth's character died right yeah yeah he did so number two is actually there is a it's a male character his name is jesse right and so it's you know, you go, you see the bus, and it's like got that weird noise music thing. And then there's like a nerdy kid sitting in, in the bus. That is right. Yes, sir. Yeah. And it kind of, the, the bus goes flying off, and then this nerdy kid's like, what, what's going on? And then the nerdy kid stands up, and then it, you know, it turns to Freddy, and then the kid wakes up, and it's this Jesse kid. Right, Well, it right. turns out he's not a huge nerd after all. He's just a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's how the movie starts. Well, I mean, it's a horror movie. they got to throw a nerd in there someplace. Uh, it turns out that... This one is actually five years later. Oh, I than, totally forgot that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either when I was watching it. They don't make that aware. Yeah, they really don't. But you're right about that. So as I was reading, yeah. I was like, whoa, okay, that's a big deal. This is a jump. That's a Yeah, it's a big jump, and it's a big deal. Typically, in a movie of this nature, they do kind of let you know yeah. that it's been a certain amount of time past, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe the town has settled back down or gone back to normal, and they just kind of throw you in, don't they? Well, the thing about it is they kind of let you know that no one knows anything about Freddy in this. No one's had any dreams about him. No one That's has anything right. about him. That's right. I remember. Yes, sir. And this Jesse character is living in Nancy's house. Right. And he starts having some sort of, not dreams, so to say, but body experiences. Sure. I'll, uh, yeah, I think that's accurate. Of yeah. Freddy. And then they say there's gay undertones in this film. Yeah, a lot of people read into things way too much. But sometimes. I'm to the point to where I'm like, is it just gay? I think it's just a buddy guy film. Yeah, it is. Because he's just being buddy buddy. This is just he and his friend. I don't see the gay in it. No, I I think that has been a uh, a, a, a not an agenda. I won't. Go, I'm not going to yeah. go that far. But I think that was a viewpoint the that was pushed. That was gay in it concurrent. is the actual gay gym teacher who's at his gay bar. 
Oh wow, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, you're right. That's the, that's that's the gay scene. Okay, that's it. It's in there. Yeah, he's there. He's wearing chaps, and right. he ends up getting killed wearing nothing but assless chaps because all oh, chaps are assless. Wow, I had forgotten about that, but you're 100. They whip right. him to death in the buttocks. Yes, they whip him. Oh wow, yes, I'd forgotten yeah. about that. And it, it's Freddy, but it turns out to be the Jesse guy because he's having this flash. Right. And he, at the end, technically, he, it's him doing what yeah. Freddy's making him do, or something it's like sort that. Sort of. Uh, yeah. Friday the 13th part 5 thing where yes. it's not really Jason but it is mixed with where, where yeah Jason goes to hell where it's Jason's yeah. embodiment thing yeah where he, like somebody touches him and somehow yes. someone else puts on the mask and and it turns into him that did, you know that uh we can say at least for the rest of those films that I don't think that went over too well with the no. audiences um, and I know why they were trying to do it, but it was so poorly executed, yeah. right? Well, this was a, I thought this was a stretch for number two, but I enjoyed this film. I thought it was a good movie. Did you really? I really did. It ends awesomely. I mean, it ends with Freddy not only taking over Jesse's body, but becoming Freddy from, from him. Right, right, so right. So it's Freddy at the end, like... He's like in the real world, and he's there, and he's like kicking ass. But then all of a sudden, love brings back Jesse because what's her name kisses what would be Jesse, which is Freddie, and that brings him out of Freddie. And Freddie blows up and is nothing but a husk of a dead body, and yeah. Jesse emerges. That one, man, they they jumped the shark on that one. Number two, they jumped the shark on number two. I mean, at the very end. I mean, in uh, terms of the actual film itself, it was more, um, it was better written in terms of the anxiety that it created, right? Okay, okay. It was better written in terms of some of the mystery that was involved. All right. The ending, however, let a, just in my opinion, left a lot to be desired. Well, what I find weird about it is it has nothing to do it doesn't fit in with the 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 list of these films going forward not at all the rest of them can tie into the first one yep and this one could be left out and no one would think anything the wiser i i agree um i'm surprised they haven't tried to make this n number 2 non-canon um yeah i'm going to have to agree with you 100% on that um I'm not really sure what the direction of the film was. You know what it I'm saying? Wes wasn't involved in it. No, and it's weird because he's even actually in, you know, breaking the fourth wall yeah. in some in another movie we're going to yeah. discuss. Yeah. Um, so I think possibly that based off of the popularity of the first one, because it did. I mean, it was super popular. It was. It was. Um, then they got number two, and they tried to do artistic or stylistic. Uh huh. And uh, that bit him in the ass terribly, um, because at that time, people had not realized yet that there was just such a hunger for mindless cinema. And by that, I mean, um, there were a lot of boomers that wanted to go relax in a film, yeah. not think too much, not uh, get too involved, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so um, when... You take away the what I call the Arnold effect or the Stallone <laughs> effect, yeah. where the bad—I mean, you know—bad guys lose, good guy wins. Yes, you're going to see kick ass, and then at some point it became a trope to say something silly or a dad joke when you killed them. A guy told me one time, I just sometimes I just want to go and relax and watch Clint Eastwood shoot somebody in the face. Yes, um, 
And I think, you know, me and you talked about it because of the PlayStation 5 thing that we're going to do eventually. Um, sometimes it's fun to go online and play a video game mindlessly, right? Yes, it is. It's so relaxing. Um, it's dis- not only relaxing, but it's like my hobby. Right. It distracts <clears throat> your brain, right? It gives you some joy. Uh, but you're not really having to think a lot about, no. like, our day-to-day. Uh, no. Sometimes, you know, hey, Ben and I both have families. Ben and, and I both have houses. Too. Ben and I have all these real-world things, but sometimes it's really nice to shoot somebody in the face and forget about it, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Stress-free. So when the second one came around, I felt like they were going, like, again, too psychological horror. The first one did a great job in terms of introducing the character. I just felt like they took it too far in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it seems like the third one is a rubber band. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like them. Number three is like the last one for me. Freddy, uh, it's called, uh, number three came out in 87, Dream Warriors. So this Where is Nancy the Nancy comes back. Right. And this is the one I think that started uh, the 80s camp. If well, I'm going to be where Hypnosil comes back. Right. Comes in, excuse me. And it's used not only in comic books, but it's used in Freddy vs. Jason. Is it, is it, it really? Is, it's used in I Friday totally the 13th that. of the video game. Oh, I did not know that. It is. So it, not, that, that drug is used throughout the horrorverse. That is cool. Okay, so that is awesome. That's a little Easter egg that I didn't know about. That's a great... Thank you. That's yeah. awesome. Hypnosil. I'm going to have to, I'll have to go on and do a research on it tonight because um, I never put the pieces together. Um, so with this one, um, this is the first time we technically see people fight back, right? In yeah. any shape, fashion, mm-hmm. or form. However, in the dream world. In the dream world. Because technically, if you're sentient dreaming or whatever it's called, lucid dreaming rather, yeah. um, then you can control it, right? Um, and so we see little instances of it. Uh, Nancy but, leads them. Yeah. Um, but the camp goes through the roof. So this is the one. Um, and I'm going to be honest. If I think about all of the films put together, all of them, and I've seen all of them multiple times. Mm-hmm. If someone made What's me describe a scene from the film, yeah. this is the one I go to all the time. The TV. The TV. Hell yeah. It is the uh, between the phone and the tongue. Yeah. Um, which you can buy. <laughs> it is literally, you can buy a phone that yeah. has that tongue Ooh, sticking gross. out of it. Yeah. Um, but then, yes, the most famous line in any horror movie that I remember, right? Because Jason doesn't talk, uh, Leatherface doesn't talk, Michael doesn't talk. So that is what sets Freddy a little bit apart, right? Yeah. He can talk to you while he's killing you or about to kill you. And then he goes, welcome to TV, bitch, and yeah. slams her head in. <clears throat> And then the scene is a running in, you know, that bot yeah. hanging out. And she's inside of a psych ward. Like yeah. a, a padded, not a padded room, but you know what I'm saying, a locked room. Yeah, it's, it's a psychiatric hospital. At that point, I'm like, okay, this is going to be kind of cool, right? Yeah. Like stylistic in terms of uh, the way he kills people. And um, pretty much throughout, it's stylistic, right? I mean, he goes through these different things because you have the one guy who thinks he's a wizard. Yeah. Um, one person, I think, is like super strong or something, he is, right? Yeah, he yeah. actually lives. So, uh, you know, you go through different themes, almost like Running Man. Yeah. Um, like different. But at the same time, um, a movie like this seldom leads you to believe that anything's going to happen other than people dying, right? Yeah, very true. Um, so they went super camp. Definitely a much brighter movie than the first two. Um, in my opinion, because of the fact that they're indoors so much sometimes. Well, see, we're in 
87 by now. So, yeah. So the first one is kind of dark. I mean, if you watch it on your TV, it's dark. Yeah. If you watch the second one, it's fairly it yeah. dark. Um, this one's a little bit brighter. Like the, like I said, when the guy's strong or the, even mm-hmm. when you're in the psych room with that girl, it's well lit, right? Oh, yeah. Um, so it is a couple, couple of scenes, like in the first couple, like when Nancy's in the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? That's well lit. Now it doesn't end up being a kill, but while she's kind of half in, half out with that hand coming through the uh-huh. water. Good Lord, that scared a lot of people into not taking baths. Um, but, yeah, uh, this one was well lit. Um, but they definitely made sure that Freddie talked a lot in this one. <laughs> he does. He does yammer on a bit. Um, he, he had some lines, right? Um, however, this one is the one, and, and the next one is the one that led to him getting that TV show. I mean, yeah. uh, Friday the 13th was a TV show. Freddy's Adventures, where he's like the main bad guy yeah. every week, was a TV show. There was a time where Tales from the Crypt, yes. Friday the 13th, Elvira. Elvira. Um, uh, uh, all these, like, yeah. like people you would not expect. Like, if we went back in time and said, oh, yeah, Jason had his own show one of these days. Sometimes he wasn't even in it, but it was a horror show, right? Yeah, it was. Right at 13. Um, they would be shocked. But that's how popular these anti-heroes were back then, right? Yep. I mean, yep. they were super it was, it popular. Was, it was a strange time. Everybody wanted a freaking hockey mask. Hmm? Everybody wanted a machete. Like, machete sales went through the roof. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody had one. Um, like we already talked about, people were making their own Freddy gloves with actual real knives. That's how influencing this guy was. And that's supposed to be something that he used to scrape gum off the bottom of the... Whatever. <laughs> it was his own design. Like, yeah. no, no, there's only one reason you have... That's what I... Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. Like, I used it to trim the bushes. I'm doing... Yeah, I'm Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, with this one... Stylized kills, snarky responses, almost in the vein of '80s style films. Like it was you ever throw a you know predator? No, we got Lar- Lawrence Fishburne's in this one. You know? Yeah, what's Larry Fishburne uh, from Matrix. Uh, Neo, ne- uh, uh, not Neo, but he uh, is Morpheus. Morpheus, God, Morpheus the, is in here. Morpheus the, is in here. Fr- Greek Freddy. God of Morpheus dreams. and Freddy walking to a bar. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, and was he still? Caught? Do you remember? Patricia just Arquette's the, was he the still Larry or was he Lawrence? It was Larry. <laughs> The only reason I ask that is because, um, what was it? Not Red Dawn, but the one with Arnold and Belushi. Oh, Red Heat. Red Heat. Good memory, sir. Uh, Larry is one of the cops. Oh, and I noticed it after Larry. The Matrix came up. I'm like, oh, it's Lawrence Fishburne. I'm like, no, sorry. Uh, that's Larry. Yep. <laughs> um, the same guy that was on Pee Wee's Playhouse. That wasn't Morpheus. That no. was Mophius. That was Mophius. Um, <laughs> and uh, Bocephus and Mophesis. Uh Yeah. Um, but, again, it's fun to see some older actors, like, in these bit parts, right? Um, but in our, let's say, uh, disciplined view <laughs> of uh, horror movies, um, see, to me, this one... Holds a little bit of a special place um, because I remember this was one of the first ones that I realized that horror could be a lot of fun. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, this was one of the ones when I finally, like, my brain switched over to, like, oh, I'm so scared. Jason and Freddie are coming to get me, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is fucking cool. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I remember. So just to give you a difference, Jason 3D. 
Okay. Right. I mean, we've we've talked about this, and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about it again in an upcoming episode. Um, and you get to hear our new opinions on the Jason movies from our old ones. So you got to go back in time and listen to our old podcast, right? Um, but yes, Jason 3D. And it was on HBO, like almost all the things I saw yeah. as a kid. And you could get the glasses and the whole nine yards. But I remember being so scared of that mm-hmm. because the one kid is like doing the handstand and he gets cut right down oh, the middle. Yes. Um, you got the one girl that gets shot by the harpoon mm-hmm. through the face. Um, so a lot of that is super cool. Yep. And they were playing into the 3D part, but Jason had not gone camping. He was still killing folks left mm-hmm. and right. Yeah. So the contrast of this, um, the humor, which they thought was horror humor, I guess, yeah. right? Um, what they brought into it was so much different than the other stuff we were used to seeing at that time. And I am with you. I feel like they probably went down the wrong avenue with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It started a trend that became, at that point, unsustainable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because there was a violent snapback, let's say, early 2000s. Especially for our uh, horror movie buffs like us. They went from all campiness aside to straight up blood and guts. <laughs> um, that's when the Saul movies we'll came out. You. Um, you had the river, uh, you had, uh, June own, um, the Japanese one, uh, and, uh, man, I'm going to tell you what, it, it was just such a different, like I was happy cause we were getting back into scary yeah, stuff. Right. Movies, um, and since then there's no campiness, right? Yeah. When they redid it, none. Nope. I mean, Tim Allen or no, excuse me. What's his name? Tim Curry. Curry. Yeah. Who played the original Pennywise. Um, he played it with a little bit of snark, almost uh, Frankenfurter style, mm-hmm. not much, but just enough to give him a little personality. Um, and, and when they redid it, hell no, <laughs> that was a scary dude, right? Yeah, he was. Um, so I feel like when, and we're going to get into the remake, but the remake of Friday the 13th, the remake of Halloween, the remake of Texas Chainsaw, all these remakes, they really tried to re-ground them in horror, right? Mm, yeah. Um, none of the remakes have any camp in them whatsoever. No. Um, the remake of, you mentioned this one, which is just the best example out of all of the ones I just mentioned, Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one's campy. It's like late 70s campy. Like, it's funny and scary at the same time. Um, The new Resident Evil movies are not campy at all. (laughs) They are straight-up horror films. Um, So, like I said, it's weird to have a film trying to push boundaries. Because if you think about two and three, one was a little bit different in the hierarchy of who the bad guy was. And then number three comes along and you turn it into, like I said, the running man where everybody's <laughs> superpower and everybody's, like, world that they live in yeah. becomes so stylized. It's a ragtag group. Right. Is, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't figure... They were not the dream warriors. They were never a group of people. It should have been the, the dream individuals. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, And so, again, you never at any point, and that's sad, but at no point did you ever believe that they were going to whoop Freddy's ass. No. What comes, they dug up his bones. I like the part where, they, where, they, where the doctor... And Nancy's dad went and dug up the bones, and then the bones came up and beat that doctor's ass. Um, 
that was one of the cooler things, and uh, that actually is something that people are still using to this day yeah. um, in popular media. I can tell you just from me being such a huge Supernatural fan, mm-hmm. they're, they're, I mean, every season at some point there's a ghost. You have to dig up the bones and set them on fire and spread salt on them or whatever. After, after, the, after those bones whipped his ass, then they started throwing dirt on him. He threw enough on him, and then he kind of went, <clears throat> and then walked off and then fell apart as he was walking away. I was like, that. That's how you beat somebody up. Agreed. But it was the humph and the falling apart at the end that just, they went from scary to yep. campy again. They did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Put that too, a little too much Just humor, That's huh? exactly. Put a little bit too much pepper on yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, you had me for a second, but now with the humph, I'm like, or if they were, If it were just falling apart, that would have been great. But no, they had to go, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Throw some humor in there. Where yeah, it had was to, had to ruin it. Decidedly not yeah. needed. Yeah. So. Well, you know, they defeat him. A couple of them went live. Nancy dies, and then we go to the next one. Yes. Somehow Freddy's still tinkering around. Uh, yeah. I mean, they always, it's sort of like Jason. Uh, um, at least with Jason, like they bury him or they drowned him or something, and then someone wakes him up, right? Well, it's a whole whopping year later. We're in 1988 now. Yes. And we went from the Dream Warriors to the Dream Master. The Dream Master. So, Master. yes, I remember this one. It was Master. the blonde girl, right? What was this, her name? In my opinion, this is the last one that's any good. This is Alice. Right, Alice. And she, we meet her as she's a nerd. She's a big, giant nerd. We first meet, we start off with the three that made it from the last one, which was... The strong uh, guy. The strong guy... The the guy who didn't talk much, right. and then the the main character from the last one. Right, 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 right. Well, the the, the first two get killed off real fast. I, I, I remember that about that film, and I'm like, holy crap, they're really trying to set the tone. They killed them amazingly quick. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, sometimes they, like, try to play into the yeah. scariness or whatever, but they just wipe them out, like, yeah. oh, I'm back, and you're going to die now. They're like, we're going to bring you in, we're going to give you $5 and Burger King breakfast. <laughs> But that's I said you could get. supersize it. Quit arguing. That's, that's what you get. That is your that is your, that is your pay for the day. Because that's all we're going to need. That's all we're going to give you. This is the sheet you read. We'll even give you cue cards, and then you're on your way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, you're 100% right about that. Um, yep. And so this one, um, they did at least try to go back to a more serious tone. They tried. Yeah. Um, you know, with her being able to control her dreams in a she certain did. way. Well, the ending was pretty cool. But um, the thing is, when we meet her, I don't understand why she changes throughout. We meet her, she is this shriveled up, like, dressed like she's, like, like an old maid. Sure, but yeah. But yet she's, yeah, yeah. like, 16. But as the film progresses, she sheds this and comes into this confident. Beautiful blonde girl. Beautiful blonde Dream Master. Yes. Uh, war changes a bit. I'm going to keep using that. Apparently. Uh, but yes, I, yeah, it's weird um, because they really, uh, it, it'd be different if they had played on someone gaining more confidence or something like that. Yeah. They didn't really explain, like, anything. Like, because she seems like a nervous Nelly the whole time. Yeah, her brother dies, and it just makes her come out of her shell even more right where most people get a little bit more introspective and or worry about things she's like hmm my brother died i'm now the dream warrior that's right i mean i, I mean you know that the dream the master push that i needed and so then i am now the master of all dreams right you shall not defeat i and um you shall not pass i remember that one and i remember it being a pretty um at least in terms of fan service right and the 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 hey, we've been going through lots of movies where Freddie always wins, and then finally we got this one person who can kick his ass inside. Not only of a dream. can she kick his ass, she can walk on the tops of church pews. 
and yes. fight him karate kid style. Yeah, they they sure did play up that dream master mm-hmm. thing, yeah, didn't man. they? Um, however, she decisively beat him. <laughs> yeah, I she mean, didn't. he didn't stand a chance. She she handedly beat up Freddy Krueger. Uh, and um, <laughs> you know, I can't. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. She whooped his ass, and um, it was just a little bit different, right? Yeah. Um, because all the other movies, he's this imposing like figure, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, not to say anything about the actress or whatever, but I. I, I'm not saying that she wasn't good. I'm just saying it really, like, she didn't play off as Kung Fu Master. She came on, she was like uh, Hillary Swank in Carter Kid 4. <laughs> she, Holy shit, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. That's what she did, man. Mr. Miyagi. She knows. Dream on, space dream off. Kung Fu. Great dream on, dream <laughs> off. I know space foo. I'm the controller of your dreams. That's okay. You will stop now, Freddy. I am. I am one with the force. <laughs> the force is with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, the, what the hell, dude? Like, I am the master inside my own brain. Like, no one else figured this out in the 30 years prior to this, right? He's been, he's been killing folks left and right, and it just takes one high school kid getting a little bit of confidence, and then all of a sudden, oh, I, uh, you know, I kick your ass, right? We're done, buddy. Um, now remind me, because my brain is terrible right now. How did that, I remember, how did that end again? completely with well, she, i know she defeats she him she beats him up pretty good does and, does uh, um is that the one where she's the super dream warrior she fights freddy and dream at the end and right. beats him soundly and that's how the film ends she beats him so badly that it crucifies him and i remember that being it that he is gone so badly then his mother the nun shows up and Throws him away to the light. That's what happened. Yeah, that's right. Oh my God! Yeah. Good call. I forgot about the nun mom. I totally yeah. forgot about that because she shows up again in the next one, which I was unable to finish. Right. That okay. We so we need to take a quick break there. We need, need to, to take a break to only go. because this one really was the last one that was um, campy or even horror-y. After this point, um, after this, I'm, you're going to be taking the lead, my friend. Yes, I'll take the lead on these, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Um, I'm afraid we're now we're doing great on time and telling people how things are going. This next section might go a little bit faster because unfortunately, <laughs> it's a Freddy versus Jason. No, oh, and then it's just on like Donkey Kong. Um, because just like the Star Wars episode or Star Trek rather episode, yeah. there was like one or two in the beginning and one or two at the end that were fantastic. But sometime in the middle, good gosh, they were just doing money ploys, right? <laughs> I mean, they were just literally, it's, it's uh, you know, Spaceballs 2, the search yep. for more money. That's it. <laughs> so, I'm still looking forward to that movie when it comes out. Yeah, they teased it in New York one if time. If it comes out, I will definitely be getting take, they, take my money now. They had teased it, but they said they weren't going to do it because of John Candy. His passing. That makes sense. And then also uh, Rivers, Joan Rivers is no longer with us. Um, Daphne, oh, damn. We forgot to mention that Zsa Zsa was in one of these films. Oh. She was in, which one was it? Was it this one? I think you might be right. I don't think it was Dream Warriors, right? I'm trying to make, keep talking. I'm reading. I can't um, see it got so dark outside. Yeah, it did get, well, yeah. It's early um, for us, um, but, you know, it's, it's that time uh, of year where the sun is she not. Was, oh, no, it was number three. That's what she I was, was getting Dream Warriors. Uh, interviewed by Dick Cavett. Oh, wow. And then that turns into to Freddy. A, a Freddy, and Freddy dream. Just, and I read that she wanted nothing to know about the script. She wouldn't read the script. She just knew that she had a job and was happy and came in, and she ad-libbed everything that's fantastic he would ask her a question she just answered it and uh 
uh, what's his name? Robert England said that whenever he actually did pop out, she actually legitimately was scared because she did not know who he was. That see now that's awesome. It's almost like the uh, just for an example in Die Hard, the director not telling Hans Gruber that they were going to let go at that exact moment. Uh, yeah. And so the look on Rickman's yeah. face yeah. is actually real because yeah. he did not expect to be dropped at that exact moment. <laughs> so that's a fan thing. All right. Um. So let's take a little tiny bit of a break, get our pants on because of coldness, and uh, yeah. rest our vocal yeah. cords. We will be back shortly. It'll seem like nothing to you. Uh, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Lock the right door, because I'm coming through the box, bitch. I'm coming through the box. <laughs> Except on this one, the, as we were just talking about, you're coming through the womb. I'm coming through the womb, that's right. Because <laughs> this is uh, the the dream child. We're staying with the dream theme, because we're the dream yeah. team, and we're coming at you. Through the dream screen, baby. Yes, Ooh, we yeah. must remind you that this Freddy works DJ through dreams. Dream so, man coming at you, late DJ Dreamy Dick. We're coming at you. We're going to play some Dreamweaver by Gary Wright coming up real quick. Dreamweaver. That's right. Make me through the night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But unfortunately, this uh, this movie did not make it through the night. No, it didn't. I, I didn't make it through the first. I made it to about 25 minutes. Right. And so this is where uh, Ben and I were talking about uh, earlier. Where yeah, 1989. So, this is actually so, one of the last slasher films. It is of one 80s, of yeah. the last of the, and they really did not do a good job. No, they kind of ruined it, didn't they? Um, the idea that there's some mythical child that somehow Freddy's going to be re- right, be born, reborn through or some bullshit. <laughs> I uh, couldn't tell you. I didn't get to finish if it. If I'm not mistaken. I, I refused. Like it's somehow related to the original characters. And uh, and the child is special somehow, well, and it just—it was a very convoluted plot. Alice is pregnant via the other main character, Dan, from the last film. Right, right. And they're going to have a baby, and they're going to name it Jacob. But they don't know it's going to be named Jacob. But they find out it's going to be named Jacob through a dream she's having, where she realizes that Freddie is already messing with her baby. Right. But Dan dies. Because he falls asleep and Freddie is able to kill him oh, yep. through the dreams that her unborn baby is having. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> now, they if do you know. haven't lost it by now and walked out of the movie theater, if you saw this yeah, 89. I did. My I hat's remember. off to you. I remember watching this one uh, very well. And I also remember at this point, um, you know, high, for us, high school, middle school, we're starting us, you know. And um, at that point... I would say these are the type of movies that got me listening to music as much as I did. (laughs) Um, Because, uh, yeah, when you're such a faithful watcher of films and you got the T-shirts and you love the camp and you love everything else and then they drop this turd on you. um, Yeah, the, the plot convoluted. It was a stretch. To involve the dream warrior's child or yeah, dream master's master, child. Master, get it um, right. And they really didn't even touch on her being the master dream Alice. master very much um, in the film. Um, it, yeah, it was just really, really um, a strange film. Yeah. Um, I understand why you didn't make it through it. Um, I'm going to say in terms of, let's say, the things that make these movies great, right? The, uh, mm-hmm. the anticipation 
of what he's going to do, um, or if you're more into the campy, you know, the setup of how the cool, the, you know, the kill is going to be over the top, right? No. Um, this one, like, really kind of abandoned both of those things. <laughs> um, and they really tried to go psychological on you and then, you know, tried to drop science on you. Did you know that a baby dreams in the womb? You know, yeah, that was, you know, a, a, a scientific discovery that they had to share with everybody. And then that gave them the reason to have uh, somehow a baby project the dreams onto their parent, which they didn't really say how that happened because the parent is asleep. Yes, but somehow they're going through the baby to get into. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 it's so convoluted that I'm trying to make excuses for a lot it. Of things happen to that placenta, man. Uh, more changes a man. <laughs> I can't even Doesn't use that. I can't even change that. I can't even use Child that. Childbirth changes a woman. Childbirth, I'm going to tell you what. And then the kid is really freaking weird. Um, that kid uh, was in a lot of stuff back in the day. Yeah, he was. You're right. Um, he, remember, he was just so everybody. If you, can, if you can't remember who this kid was, the most recognizable he is is in uh, Jurassic Park. Um, because he's the kid that says, looks like an overgrown chicken. <laughs> and then the actor talks about the clever girls. Mm. They're not the ones that get you. It's the ones that you don't see. And you are alive when Velociraptor starts to eat you. Because, you know, that's what you tell a 10-year-old kid on yeah. a dig site. Um, and so that kid was in a lot of stuff. And he's probably had his most creepy in this film, if I'm going to be honest. Mm, yeah. Um, but once again, such a freaking stretch on every single imaginable thing that they did with this film. It was thrown together almost in a way, and I hate to go this route because I do love these films, but it's like throw something against a dartboard and see what sticks. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's just my uh, opinion. I guess it was getting, I guess it was closely to what killed Freddy because next was 91 and Freddy's dead. Freddy's I didn't dead. see it because it wasn't on Max, so I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, um, Freddy's dead is another one of those things where they're trying to close out the series, right? Yeah. And so once again, they also tried to set things up for a possible like secondary person uh -huh. um, like they did with Jason, you know, passing the mask on to whoever else. So it's just a, yeah. Jason is an entity and it doesn't matter who the mats, you know, the meat sack is, right? Um, and that was something that a lot of people were getting into exactly. during that day was, oh, we can put bad guys in different uh, human beings, right? And they can be like demonish. And that way, I don't have to keep hiring the same actor over and over again because these things are popular and now they're more expensive to make. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the plot line and shred it into a million pieces. And then uh, from there, I am going uh, to barely make references to the main character, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, this was, this was a dark day, and this was a dark day on Elm Street, more so even than the time that the— That's a great name, actually, for a film. Dark day on Elm Street. Uh, Freddy's dead, a dark day on Elm Street. Give me my nickel. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was bad. They, uh, they went to the well too many times, and at this point, there was also a lot of fatigue. Lot of uh, horror movies. going strong since '84. Right, like I said. Um, I mean, what is un this number? This is number six. Yeah, so they've got they turned out six movies. <laughs> Quite a little like, small town. We talked about it, like with yeah. uh, Star Trek. You, yeah. you put out six films in a decade, and I'll grant it, Star Wars, we'd have loved it. But can yeah. you imagine if they had diluted it as bad as? Star Trek did, or as Freddy did, you know what I'm saying? The loot, the they put out seven films in a decade, <clears throat> man. Seven, oh my gosh, that's see, that's insane. 
Yeah. That's just, come on, that's just too much. I understand hitting while the iron's hot. And granted, these the production budget was pretty darn low, right? Mm-hmm. None mm-hmm. of these had CGI. The Dream Warriors had a little bit. Um, but other than that, there's nothing really complicated about the sets or anything. There's nothing really complicated about the special effects. Um, yeah. You know, they were pretty simplistic. So, um, you know, if you're not going to go into space like Jason... What's the point? Like exactly. putting out a film just for the sake of putting it out. So, um, yeah, this one is probably one of my least favorite of all the films. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember it as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. I apologize. Um, however, um, I definitely remember it because the title, right? Yeah. You, you're thinking this is going to be the end, right? Um, and, of course, they find an excuse to bring him back. They're going to bring him back Johnny Depp to kill him finally. But oh, Lord. No. Um, well, they've run through two different um, main characters, yeah. right? They have, yeah. Um, and so, uh, isn't Nancy the Alice, in, in the next one where it gets real meta, where Craven is actually the next in one it? Is uh, a new nightmare. Yes, and so that's um, Nancy's in this one. Nancy uh, and Craven Nancy, is yeah. in this one, and this is where they go straight Deadpool. Yeah, they're they playing, they, they're playing themselves. They are playing, playing them damn selves. And they're, they're uh, doing Robert Downey Jr. Yes, uh, and um, it's it's a weird film, man. Tropic Thunder, man. Um, yes, he was a dude. Playing a dude disguised as another dude. Um, and so uh, this one, especially with the fourth wall, uh, I'm just going to be honest. Him, he took himself way too damn seriously in this film. Yeah. I remember the acting very well. Yeah. And him being interviewed and how serious he was about Freddy and how um, it was everybody's it's like pumpkin head everybody believed so hard or santa claus <laughs> everybody believed head. so hard that uh freddie came to life yeah. and now he's tormenting the director and the lead actress from the original film mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it's weird because we're in universe and yet we're in our universe all at the same time um and so the movie is pretty much them going through the mythos of like they go back through it, you know, with the new nightmare, they go back through and explain yeah. what happened to him, uh, kind of give a rundown of his kills and what he's done and who's been in the films and who hasn't. Um, so it's, I mean, it's a good movie for people to catch up, but I mean, you can just basically skip uh, four and five altogether. I made it through the first, I don't know, well, no. 30 minutes of this film. Yeah, it's hard. And it's a hard watch. I'm going like, to be honest. This isn't fun. It's slow. It's boring. It's dragging. It's, it's it, just they not made entertaining. It, well, I, you know, if I remember correctly, it was almost like the what I would say a precursor to a serial killer documentary was, uh, right? Yeah, okay. Does it, does it give you know what I'm saying in terms of giving that feel, right? Yeah. It gave the feel of a documentary more than it did of a movie. Kind of did, yeah. Um, and then on top of it, you're talking about a uh, serial killer who is not real. <laughs> Very you much were, so. You were literally talking about the other six movies. Well, it starts off with that glove coming to life. Mm. And they've made this fancy robotic glove. Right. And then all of a sudden it kills on its own. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. That should have, yeah, that should have told everybody what they needed to know about the film right Another then Another moment where you're like... Either at that moment you're like, whoa, this is really cool, or you're like, this is too much. Yeah. Um, uh, if you go off of ticket sales and the, I would say the way that horror heads like myself look back at it, it, uh, yeah, oh boy, they fail. where you're either like, man, that Fonzie sure can jump that sharker. He's really got good legs. Well, so I'm going to give, <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is actually very funny. Um, but what I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to contrast it. You know, I'm trying to contrast it to uh, other horror movies because we're going to be talking about them all month. So when it comes to like Friday the 13th, they embraced the camp and went over the top, right? 
Um, Man, at the end, they, they, when they really got to the end, they're like, we've really sucked all the water out of this well. Let's well, just go for it. They really did, dude. Um, and so I enjoyed the fact that they owned it. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. and so the over the top kills and the strange situations and the whatever you're like, OK, I know this is like a, a comfortable sweater. Like okay. every time I yeah. watch a film like this, I know what I'm going to get into in the middle part of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street films. Yeah. Um, they just seem to fall apart pretty badly. Um, I don't know if it was the pressure of being the new guy and the new popular guy on the block. And then now Jason and uh, Michael Myers movies have to up the ante. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and, and you know, we don't know what's going on. Um, but for this one, um, this one, I mean, it honestly um, at times can take you out of the horror genre. Like it takes you out of the fun it of does. a horror movie. It, a lot of times as an adult, you're like, this isn't horror. This is comedy. Oh, so many gold, baby! But it's gold, Jerry. It's gold, Jerry. Not oval team, yeah. round team. Right. Um, yes. Um, well, again, I think it's. I don't know. We've talked about it. We don't take ourselves too seriously, right? It's like either the we one know point, we're talking about cool stuff, but yeah. we're not going to like berate anybody <laughs> about it, right? We don't berate any of our uh, people on Facebook or anything like that if they have an opinion, right? No. Um, but this one is almost like I dare you to not take me seriously. I never knew that that shirt you see or that meme with Freddie wearing those glasses that says something about a dream. That I, I right. never knew that really happened. When I saw that on the, on the screen, I'm like, hey, he's wearing those sunglasses. Right. Like, hey. I'm like, well, that's so cool. And now you get the meme. Yeah, I mean, I always, I always thought it was just really cool. I'm like, I'm really surprised they didn't have like a dream where he's like a stand-up comic and something. One of the, oh. that would have been so <laughs> of the eighties. Yeah. It was so of the eighties. Um, well, they missed the they missed a chance, like maybe to have like uh, the Freddy sitcom, like yeah. have someone die in a sitcom setting, and he was like the dad that comes well, in. They finally, after they've ruined him in the last few, they brought him back real cool for the the, the final Freddy movie. Well, they, no, they did the remake. And uh, yeah, 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 which. Which not it's many not, people. It's not, many not people, an awful movie. I watched but it, it. But do you feel like it improved all the original at no, all? No, not at all. I do like the guy that played him, though. Uh, yes. Now I'm a Robert England. Yeah, he does purist. Uh, however, I thought the guy did a pretty damn good job. Right? Uh, they changed the, who Nancy was a little bit. They changed they him around. They made me feel I didn't like. Wasn't rooting for the guy who supposedly killed Tina in this right, one. Right, I, right, I wasn't rooting against him. I'm like, okay, I understand. I feel for him. He's been sleep-deprived, too, and everything. You made him sure. feel for the characters a little bit more in this They one. tried to go a little bit more in-depth with yeah. just the fact that he was a perv that they set on fire. In a, yeah. you know. and, and, and again, That scene and, was a little bit better because he was actually in there, and you see the Clarence Brown's guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. throws the gasoline in there, and the guy playing Freddy watches the gas can fall at his feet, explode around him, and he right. doesn't move. He just allows the, the fire to engulf to birdie, him and right. stand there and scream. Which was a giant uh, departure from the original. It's like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Right, uh, because part of the original like was his immense, like, you know, they go into the mythos about why he came back from hell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Part of it was the immense amount of pain and rage. Okay. Right? Yeah. So if you're sitting there like a... Tibetan monk yeah. just eyeballing somebody. I'm, you know, it kind of takes, 
I don't know, man. When you hear a dude in a in a uh, uh, it, it, that scares that gives you that's something very visceral. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of hearing a dude beating on the walls and screaming, and you're like, that was a miserable death. That was a miserable um, death. And so you're like, okay, now I can see why he's a poltergeist or you know whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah, I'm not quite uh, trying to see what year that came out. Uh, the rebate? Yeah. I, I don't remember. I want to say 2010s or 2000s. I want to say that too, but maybe 2000s. Definitely wasn't 90s, Phil. I don't believe. No, I think it came out after uh, Freddy versus Jason. So they actually took what was a good remake and bringing back of uh, Freddy and ruined it with that. Actually, uh, yeah. Well, if you notice, they never made a second one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, off subject. Even but, though it was a great ending to bring him back. Yeah, it really. Him was. coming through the mirror. That was that awesome. Was, that was different than the yeah original. Yeah. So, um, but it's the same thing for me. Um, Jared Paladecki had been in Supernatural for a while. Yeah, and then he got the lead in the remake of Friday the Thirteenth. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. was a near damn perfect horror movie. That was great. Um, I and I was shocked that it didn't lead to a second one, right? Yeah. Like a reboot of the People franchise. People complained about that, yeah. Um, and then, but with this one, I was like, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, you're, I don't think you can remake them anymore unless you come up with some original storylines, right? Yeah. With Jason, you can follow a script and make it very tense. With Freddy, because, as you pointed out, because it's in the dream world and you have to be in a certain set of circumstances, you're really limited on your storyboards, right? In today's world of Ambien and everything and Sarah Quills and... Yes, melatonin. People don't care about their dreams. No. So, no, he doesn't have any effect really today. Right. Um, I would think back at the day, definitely, horror was definitely more... The genre was definitely more supernatural, right? I mean, we're hitting those out. Forget him. Right. Um, And so, eh, um, I don't know. The remake, it was okay. Um, You know, it's a decent flick, but I'd rather watch the original if I had to, like, watch one of the two, right? But then Freddy versus Jason is good. I could could watch that. Now, Freddy versus Jason is one of my favorites solely because they went back to the old script. Yeah. This is nothing more than uh, a, let's say, a love story to the 80s films. Yeah. Um, because in this, you have some awesome Jason kills, right? You yeah, know, especially you got, when you're at the, the... hulking Jason. Hulking, m- like menacing Jason, yes. right? And then Freddy is at his uh, Schwarzenegger best in terms of just talking <laughs> shit yeah. all the time, right? And so it was fantastic. It's sort of like getting Alien versus Predator. You know what I mean? You're taking two things that you love and then putting them against each other. Now, um, you know, we have the alternate endings. So the original one being where more of where uh, Freddy won. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, man, uh, the fact that in the I I can't remember. And this is sad. I can't remember how Freddy was brought into the real world. But, yeah, Jason whooped him in the real world. And then at some point, Freddy drug him into the dream world. And then he beat him. him, So you kind of got the best of both worlds while they're also killing random folks around them as they go along. Yeah. Um, But then the kids decide that they can use Jason for their good. mm Mm-hmm. And they, that was that was interesting. Yeah, that was a different. Yeah, hey, we need to run from this guy, so let's use this guy to kill this guy. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, and they used Hypnosil in this movie. They sure, did. <laughs> they sure did. Um, Hypnosil. Um, uh, uh, going commando with eighties kids. Brought to you by Hypnosil. <laughs> when you can't get a good night's sleep, use Hypnosil. Yeah, hip hip Hypnosil. Um, <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, this is another one. Um, 
that, again, I really felt like um, they played up the campiness. Yeah. Um, definitely, even for a horror movie, much brighter than our original style films. Um, and so... Oh, it definitely had that... Uh... They were sh- gloss to it. They were showing yeah. off the characters in this one, sort of like they did with Alien versus Predator. Oh, yeah. You know, you had two main baddies going at it, so they had to make sure that you saw both those baddies, right, in their peak glory, let's mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I thought it was a great uh, callback, again, to some of the things we'd seen before, um, you know, with him waking up and then, you know, I guess the the main scene, I guess that starts everything off is that rave out in the middle of the field right yeah um where he shows up and starts hacking and slashing and people are running and somehow jason or freddy's there as well and you can't kill these kids i need them for my dreams right <laughs> like that's the whole the entire premise of the film is these are my kills yes uh, you can't be here because these are I'm, and so they go at it and honestly uh I'm going to say that Jason is more of the annoyed antagonist the entire film. <laughs> I don't think at any point during the film he really worries that much about Freddy. Yeah. Um, but Freddy sure does uh, worry about him. Because, <laughs> um, you know, if you think about it, he does, like I said, we don't talk, right? Exactly. So it's just this menacing large hulk of an individual with the mask on, right? Yes. And uh, Freddy just, I mean destroys him several times and he just keeps getting right back up. <laughs> um, you know, and Jason's confused because he hacks Freddy and yeah. then Freddy's okay. Like it's a dream world. You can do whatever you want. He's just going to pop up and be okay again. Yeah. Um, so given all those things playing together, um, yeah, much better movie, a little bit of a redemption. And, and so when people, at least in my opinion, especially myself, I am, I am very, very guilty of this. Um, when people look back and start thinking about these movies, I feel like some of the films overshadow the other ones significantly to the point. It's almost like childbirth. Like you think about all the good things and forget about how the other ones sucked. <laughs> so you're like, oh yeah, I'll go back in for, I'll go back in for more. Right. Um, and then you're like, why did I do this? Yeah. I remember this pain. Um, but if you, th- I mean, they really haven't done anything with these two characters in over a decade, have they? Or maybe 15 years. Been a good hot minute. Well, they um, can't do anything with Jason for the litigation issues. Oh, I didn't know that. Please uh, uh, remind me because I don't remember right off the top of my well, head. The guy who created Jason and then the guy who created Friday the 13th right. or have been in a litigation battle over who actually owns Jason. No way, really? Yes. So the guy, one guy says, well, you own Jason, but you own kid Jason. I own hulking Jason, so I can do with as I wish. Really? And they're like, well, no, you can't because I own Friday the 13th because I created Friday the 13th. All right. Um, we're going to be right back. Give us one second. Okay. All right. Sorry about that, faithful listeners. We had to check our audio. So if there's a dip in that in the last segment we apologize we are we're working with equipment that is sometimes fickle so um we were just talking about uh freddie versus jason and our opinions i feel like that kind of uh wrapped up the discussion so now it's basically overview of the series as a whole so if you had to kind of wrap it up for our faithful listeners what would be um, your overview of the series or the, you know, the six, seven films. Okay. Going into October, we started with this one. And just going off of my memory of the big four that we're going to be doing. Right. Right now, 
I'm putting Freddie at the bottom of the four, but that's yeah. going off my memory. So no. I can't say that I'm going to stick with it, though. Um, so Jason at some point gets really campy. Yeah. Um, Halloween is just not as good. And Leatherface doesn't have enough films to really compare it to the other big three. Well, we're—I think we're all going to be surprised by this because there's a whole lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre films that they've added in to the canon. Are, are they really? There's a bunch. I did not. Okay, so that's interesting. Now, great. Now I have something to look forward to for a future thing. Um, uh, you mean this week? Oh, is it this Saturday that we're doing? This Saturday or Sunday, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so a week from today, or a week, you know, six days from now, we'll be doing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, Jessica Biel remake, fantastic movie. Just to throw that out there ahead of time. Um, and so what I would say is, had you asked me 20 years ago, there's no way I'm going to agree with what you just said. Yeah. The fact that you're asking me now... As I, as a collection, correct? Yeah. Um, as, a collection. as a collection, you got to put it near the bottom, mm-hmm. only because if you were taking like the top two films, right, from each okay. genre, I'm putting him in. I'm putting him near the top. Way. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna put it near the top if it's only the best two. Okay. Um, however, as we discussed during the podcast, those middle ones are just so bad. Um, you know, uh, there was a time when the campy, over the top, gory, funny. Um, it had its place, but then I really do believe that Friday the 13th charted to take itself too seriously. Well, if you look at it this way, each one of the, the films, I don't think Texas Chainsaw Massacre did, but if you think about the other big three, sure, all of those films have an arc in them somewhere, a three or four film arc. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And from what I can think of... This one, this dream nonsense, the dream yeah. warrior stuff, is probably the weakest. It is. Uh, I can see where they're progressing and then trying to add new characters in. But, you know, the good thing I think about... And do how, you think any of those three are near the top two? Uh, no, not of the middle ones. I mean, the one, uh, number one and number three are up there for me. So three would be in the top two for you? Yeah, just because... Okay, so the first one, yeah. It okay. is so overly campy. Um, that it's enjoyable. But when again, when they got to the Dream Warriors and they tried to play up on that camp again, they did a horrible job. One and two are the best for me. Um, yeah, I, I give three just a little bit of a of a because of the, my memories of it. Like again, mm-hmm. it's the first mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. I realized that horror could be funny, yeah, and kind of campy, and uh, and then the things I loved about the series they just they just blew them out of the water, and then over stylized them to the point where it's like oh gosh you know um yeah jason goes wild but jason's still jason all the time right you don't add too many i mean michael myers goes wild too his family at one point yeah that is true the whole time he's going crazy after always always trying to kill that one gal um and his little cousin or whatever sisters cousins hairdressers stylist we're coming at the end of the month yeah but we're, we're gonna get to them and i mean i think every single one of them uh, definitely has its place within the horror genre. However, um, you know, we'll, we'll when we talk about Friday the 13th, at some point, um, you know, it's fantastically campy, but then I just, you know, it, it does feel like they're just putting movies out to put movies out. Yeah. You know, like we talked about. Now, we'll get into it, but with Space and Manhattan and <laughs> some of these other movies, good gosh, you're just like, wow, well, y'all are desperate for a nickel. Michael Myers goes to college. Um, that is that a bad. real thing? 
that's the, the when they build the college in that's Haddonfield. Right. Sorry, and that's yeah. pretty damn bad. Yeah, it's no. such to be a small town, but there's a university in it. Right. Come on, yeah, they all get a little bit weird at some point. I would say a running theme. No, that is very true. I would say a running theme is that the remakes of all of them kind of went back to their roots, and I think they did a good job. Rob, yeah. Rob Zombies being a little bit weirder than some of the other ones. Um, he went. He stayed true to them. His yeah, just, he sure did. He did. They were just bloodier. Oh, boy, were they. But, um, I mean, he made Michael Myers a beast. He did. That is actually very, very true. At least he let his love for the character shine through. Um, okay, so um, overall, I'm going to have to agree with Ben Davis. You have another uh, thought on words? Um, you know, if you're going to watch horror movies this season, um, I again, my opinion, you can watch one, two, and three and skip everything else until you get to Freddy versus Jason, and you'll have a good Halloween. You don't, <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest, unless you're a horror head like me and Ben Davis, and we like watching and knowing about some of these older films. Uh, man, if you're just a part time horror buff, then yeah, you'll be good. You can talk to anybody as long as you know one, two, and three, and then <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. Well, guys, if you're having trouble counting sheep, try Hypnoseal for a good night's sleep. Hypnoseal. Other than that, until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Kill, kill, kill.